Welcome, everybody, to our second Halloween special, a spooky edition of the My Generation podcast. We're going seasonal once again, like we did this time last year. We talked about horror video games back all the way back in October 2019 when we were actually allowed to see people in person. Um, we did that with Joe. Uh, but now, obviously, we're, we're doing this uh, lockdown edition of Halloween Spooky Times. And we're going to be talking about, you know, the history of Halloween, why we love it, you know, 30 day Halloween challenges, um, which will be coming to the end now, as you'll be hearing this at the end of October, early November time. So let us know if there's any sort of 30 day October spooky challenges you've been doing. I'll probably have to put a spooky counter for how many times i say the word in this in this damn episode in 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 the corner but today i'm joined by someone you'll know very well from my generation podcast if you've been listening over the past few weeks uh she does the poetry readings here on the show and she's going to be doing one uh live air quotes live um she'll be doing one with us here on the show it's emma cusson welcome back to the show emma hi mx Hi, Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi, it's great to have you back, Emma. And you know, last time we had you on, we were talking about her in translation. That feels like a lifetime ago. Oh wow, that was like yeah, that was March lockdown. That was a was it March? Was it even March? Yeah. I feel like I'm we recorded it in March, and, and judging by my schedule, it probably came out in summer. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that was a long, long time ago, and we talked long, about long, yeah, <laughs> uh, two two of our uh, favorite films. So, um, what have you been up to over summer, Emma? um started a new job do you know what not actually that much um I think I was a bit too hesitant this year rather than starting a new job but I, yeah I didn't I got to see a lot of friends and stuff and catch up with people yeah just that coming out of like the lockdown situation I think it was just a bit too much for me and I didn't really want to go out too much just in case I got unwell <laughs> yeah couldn't sounds agree silly no, sounds a silly but for me I was just a bit worried about it <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've hardly been out. So my, my social life has been uh, re- reduced to about as much as what we're doing right now, which is a podcast over Zoom. I, I live in this application right now, uh, currently uh, in, a, in a robe recording the Halloween special, tucked away in my home studio, pretty much in the same way I've uh, been for nine hours a day. But that's not a bad thing because we're still able to connect with people this way. So we've got at least something. So obviously Halloween's going to be, uh, you know, very different this year, Emma. And mm-hmm. we're we're recording this before um, Halloween itself. But for, for the people that are obviously, you know, listening a little bit close to the time of, of Halloween, what, what have you got planned for this year's Halloween? Um, well, luckily, it's actually on a weekend this year for a change, which is nice. Um, but personally, I'm actually just going to be watching, um, see if I can watch a movie at the cinema mm. um, because the local one has been releasing um, older films. So recently I saw like Psycho and uh, what was it called? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. But the local in the area is actually this lady. I don't know who, um, I don't know her name personally, but she's actually been on this morning show and stuff because she started um, something called the Thanet Pumpkin Trail. Ooh. And it's to kind of do a contact-free uh, sort of trick-or-treating for the children rather than children going to houses and knocking on doors and then the passing of sweets and stuff from households. Um, she's encouraged people to decorate their um, front windows and stuff with pumpkins and label Thanet Pumpkin Trail. And the parents will go around with their child. And this doesn't have to be done on Halloween, which is the joy of it, because some parents, not all parents are, go around and the parents have their child's sweets. And if the child notices a pumpkin or a Thanet pumpkin trail notice, the parent gives their child a sweet instead. Oh. And it was a really clever idea. She actually made like a, um, a Google map of it and you put your road on there's little ghosts everywhere all over Thanet at the moment (laughs) and it's really adorable actually but um yeah she's been in the news and stuff about it and I thought it was such a good idea for someone that adores Halloween I thought that was just so sweet to think of everyone's situation at the moment and they've gone like they've really fought down like down to a T there's been no issues of it so 
Wow, that's amazing. I thought, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's very inspiring to know that, you know, because I've, I've spoken to people for, for other radio bits and bobs and podcasting stuff I've done about, you know, having to celebrate uh, different things, completely different to how we can usually mm-hmm. celebrate them. And that, that is such a positive spin. Yes, yeah, so it's a pump. It's a pump. Sorry, a pumpkin. <laughs> it's a it's pumpkin. A <laughs> it's a pumpkin trail. trail. So what... Uh, I'm saying pumpkin people... place. Like, like they're just a place <laughs> nothing exists but pumpkin. A patch was the word. That's it. I'm looking for patch. That's the word. Oh no! Um, it, it no. What it is? Uh, so basically, she's got people to message her or sign up and say what road they live on. So, example, like Broadstairs, Albert oh, Road. Oh, I see. I and see. she will put them on a Google Map, so it's an online map, and the parents walk around their neighbourhood or the local area, looking for these houses that have said they're on the map. Uh, are you going to be carving a, a pumpkin this year as well? I've already carved one. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know what's happened to it, but it's kind of fallen apart. But I have five <laughs> more pumpkins to carve. Oh, no, I have four more. Sorry. I have four more to carve. Wow. That's that's some effort in there. I'm, I'm terrible at carving pumpkins. I've I've tried it. I, I don't think I have the skill for it, so I'm going to leave it to people who actually uh, uh, who actually know what they're doing when it comes to carving pumpkins. But that, <laughs> that is such a great way to to spend Halloween doing that. I mean, I'm going to be working on Halloween, so that's great. Luckily, it's a job I very much enjoy. But um, some of my friends are going to be doing like um, a virtual murder mystery, which is amazing. Oh, that sounds uh, so fun. And and for those of you who know me already know my connection with Murder Mysteries, I used to host them a, a while back. But it always seems that around Halloween just seems to be a busy period where I'm not doing them, which is just crazy. But, you know, there there have been sort of games that have contributed to that sort of uh, online murder mystery style, like Among Us, which is, you know, the game everyone's playing, right? I don't know if you've heard of oh, Among Us. Oh, yeah, of course. I've heard of that one. <laughs> so like who you gotta find out who the uh what the traitor is or the imposter yeah the imposter and... i've not actually played it i just know it. i've seen the memes of it. Uh, it to be fair it is actually one of the funnest games i've played and i've been playing a lot of online among us so i think i'll be playing it with some mates on halloween because you know it's about finding the the, the killer in, in in a confined space There's, it has a lot of ties to halloween so you know i'll put on a spooky pumpkin hat on my uh, crewmate and away <laughs> we go that'll be probably the extent of my halloween <laughs> for this year um because you know getting home from work uh, will be late and i'll miss the the murder mystery but you know they, they can be done online too which is amazing with you know um proper actors and there's a um a, a zoom murder mystery that um uh, basically for those of you who don't know i'm a president of a drama society at university and uh you know we've been approached to have some actors feature in a online zoom murder mystery where they'll perform as characters and people will get to work it out that way so it's a completely different kind of murder mystery as well so there's still tons happening now uh, emma i did want to talk about um you know, 30 day challenges you mentioned and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what kind of challenges people have been doing over October. I'd love to to talk about that because, you know, I, I hadn't really heard too much about uh, 30 day challenges until you sort of brung, uh, brought them up. Well, the 31 day challenge actually started, it was like a seasonal program, mm. like TV sh- program that came out. I don't know where it started, but I actually read a bit about this earlier and it was um, in 1998 it started and it was on a channel back in the day called like Fox and all of that, but now it's called Freeform. And it's a bit like, um, I'm going to say it's an American thing really, because I have actually never heard of it. I actually started um, Fate One Day Challenges from when I used to have a Tumblr account when I was probably about 15 years old and that's where I first heard about the horror um like the fake one days of Halloween which is fake one days of horror so um but the one the different ones I've seen uh I don't know if I bounced out of that too much as well explaining the origin of it but good you're good um yeah the ones that I've heard of are like 31 days of horror so um you can either follow our program or you can kind of like make it up as you go along because not everyone likes horror and personally i would count um what's that film um nightmare before christmas like i would still count that as like a horror or hocus pocus like they're fun horrors like haunted mansion and stuff all of those um 
Disney sort of ones do count towards it but um most years I've made it up myself I've been a bit too busy this year but I've kind of made up by going to the cinema a lot and plan planning to go to the cinema to see other horrors um other sort of ones that I've heard of people doing is the 31 days of pumpkin which (laughs) yeah I tried it last year it didn't really work because in theory I wasn't working in a coffee shop last year so the most I got with pumpkin was having a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) 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 which in my head it counts but is what it is really not not is what it is not much but no um because I like making the most of every part of the pumpkin, like down to the seeds. The seeds, I'll roast them, um, so they're like nuts. And I've got a friend that's allergic to nuts, actually, so she absolutely adores it when I do them for her. Um, Well, I've got an allergy too, so I'm all for this. (laughs) I was about to say, so yeah. Wait, am I the friend? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to break it to you now. (laughs) So um, we are friends, though. I'm lucky this is a podcast. You guys can't even see my tears. It's fine. <laughs> Just hear you sniffing. Like, <gasps> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you can make like soups or bake with them, make pies, savory and sweet, which is, I would still say again, is a very American thing because they actually have pumpkin pie and like whipped cream and stuff around Thanksgiving. It's a very common um tart to have afterwards uh you can make um just all sorts actually like now i'm thinking of it my mind has gone blank because i'm thinking of all the amazing things you could cook and i'm sitting there like why don't i have a pen right now because <laughs> these sound like really good ideas in my head yeah, I know um, you usually write loads of notes before these podcasts but now you're gonna have to be writing them during just to remember yeah. every cool thing you said <laughs> luckily you can listen back to this on i was about Halloween. to say i could listen back to this when pumpkins are of course not in season but is what it is um i know some people have done these are other things that i've seen that i've seen others do are like bucket lists in terms of countdown towards halloween so one will just be like watch hocus pocus the second will be decorate the inside of the house decorate the outside of the house um apple bobbin and all these crazy games um apple bobbing's been around for forever hasn't it i i just remember used to doing that all the time as a kid it was the most infuriating game of all time right well yeah i i actually didn't mind it you know um purely because i feel like people would cheat like you would kind of go for the (laughs) smaller apple that you knew you could fit in your mouth so you'd kind of just go for that one and you get it into a corner and the the the, my vision is just someone ramming this apple into the corner of a barrel or something (laughs) and this apple is just being smushed to the point it's so soft you could bite into it (laughs) That's that was like my move. <laughs> so uh, Emma's masterclass on um, bobbing apples is coming to to YouTube <laughs> to YouTube Red very soon. Don't worry. Oh, that's incredible. Itchy. Can you imagine? Like <laughs> so like a YouTube channel. Customers, you know, you know, maybe <laughs> only in this month. I think you'd struggle um, throughout the rest of the year to to make any you know make any money. But you know, in, in October, that's that's not a bad business model. I could see you doing it. To harvest like um, seasonal fruits, so mm. you'll see in like the summer I'll be using like bananas. <laughs> Although, like some people, you know, Halloween is all year round, isn't it? You know, like you're a big Halloween person. Some people, it just it never goes the season. You're always celebrating, right? In my head, yeah. Like, I mean, the last time, I, well, in the summer, I was wearing like a Halloween T-shirt and stuff that says Joe you know, the film Halloween on it. It'd just yes. be that. So. Uh-huh. I'm kind of like impartial to the fact that it's it is an all year round celebration. Uh, and what is your favourite um, Halloween related film? Because I'm terrible with jump scares, so I've seen like none of them. Mm, Halloween related film or just horror in general? Yeah, we can go just for a spooky one. You know, Born in the Field. Um. Well, okay. As a child, I would <laughs> say the film that actually got me into halloween if we're going to be jumping ahead of question here 
that you're probably gonna ask me is how did I get into it <laughs> um when I was a child we always used to go to the video store for Halloween because it was you had a week off of school and it's near my birthday so we would always go to the video store and I was always pi- I would always pick two horrors <laughs> well not horrors one would be Sleepy Hollow which is about a headless horseman <laughs> Um, which is probably a 15 and I probably shouldn't have been watching it although I was at um, primary school this age Um, the other film I used to watch and I still do watch every Halloween is Nightmare Before Christmas because it's just the best Mm, and then I would always pick it's such a good film like it honestly is a classic and then I would always pick a new horror to watch but that's probably my childhood horror but my all-time favorite horror is The Thing Oh yeah, that's the eighties movie. Yeah, the practical yeah. effects on that film are uh, crazy. Is absolutely mint. It is so good, and it. I'm a sucker for classic horrors. I think jump scares are boring. Sorry, <laughs> I think they're really, really boring. Um, and if not, they're funny. To be honest, because I just the amount of times I go to horror, like I don't know what it is. I think it's probably because of my knowledge on horrors. You can kind of guessing. You can kind of guess. Sorry, by the way that the um, scene has been framed to know if a jump scare is going to happen. Yeah, like, there's like tricks creative. to knowing. No, there's tricks to knowing if something's going to come out. Like, why would they have one person in a scene and show so much of the background if something was not going to happen? Sort of thing. It's one of them, like, mm. in my opinion. So I end up kind of analyzing a film too much to not be affected by a jump scare. Hey, I'm a film it's, student. I, I understand it. I, yeah. I overanalyze the entire film experience. But yeah, I, I agree that jump scares don't tend to work for me. All, and like, I'll get scared by them, but they're not satisfying. Mm. The, the kind of horrors that are good are those, you know, ones that, you know, they can put something scary in full plain view or have it like bright in the middle of the day and it still gets you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just something uncomfortable. What I consider horror is something that I will talk about with someone else and say it and pretty much mention that it made me uncomfortable like we saw um for example although i'm a horror fanatic there's still some horrors i've never seen and when my mum was younger um when i think i don't know if it's one of the first ones she watched but it was the nightmare on elm street yeah and she said she worked out i think she said she was about 14 when she watched it and definitely should have not seen it in the cinema, but she did. <laughs> it helped. It, it was one of those, it helped to know someone that worked in the cinema back then. And the first time I ever watched it actually was Saturday um, for oh, like wow. just after, yeah, just after my 25th. So it was like, for me, like, yeah, it's 80s. It's a bit corny, a bit silly, but I could have, I, I envisioned what it would have been like to have watched it, watching it in the 80s and not having films or um the advances we have in films now yeah well trends change so much don't they and like what can scare you because if i don't know if you know this but this is this one's fascinating to me as uh, someone who's studied film history but um the first ever thing watched in a cinema was a train entering a station but the people who were watching didn't you know, this is their first ever time seeing a screen with a thing on it. So they actually thought the train was going to come out of the screen and hit them. So when the train got oh. close to the screen, they all ran out of the cinema screaming. <laughs> well, um, that's like the first ever horror ma- movie made then. Exactly. It scared people. Yeah. See, that's I, something that you don't know. I didn't know that. And that's pretty, like, for me, that is really interesting. I just, I probably should have done something to do a film just because I do appreciate it so much. Like, I love films. I love how they make you feel. I love the emotions that come with them. And I love films that make you think or you end up taking snippets from them and realising that's where the influences are come from. Yeah, and I think that if you want an even deeper uh, dive into Emma's joy of film, you can go back to our last episode of the show. There's a cheeky <laughs> plug uh, where we talked <laughs> about uh, yeah, her and Lost in Translation. Neither of those films are horrors, so don't go over there expecting um, anything thrilling. They're, yeah. they're, they're two of the most emotional films ever. So um, go, go oh, in, yeah. you know, 
ready to to cry a little bit because you know hers one of the most emotional films i've ever seen so um it's it's clear you've got an, an absolutely in you know giant fascination with with cinema but mm. yeah it's it uh, jump scares don't really work so what is it then about y- your favorite horrors that that makes them so special um i think nightmare before christmas would purely be because of my age at that time and my naivety well not naivety but my innocence um with watching something as a child and thinking this is the best thing that's like ever been on tv and then growing up with it and still appreciating it in the same way i think that's what comes with that one and also the music it's a bit of a musical and i don't really like musicals but because it's spooky, I like it. <laughs> that kind of meets in the middle of it. Um, but no, the thing, it purely is just because of the era it came out and then was it, pretty much all my favourite horrors have been from the 80s and really early 90s just because of the animatronics and the special effects and the corn syrup sort of scenes that they use and all of that. Yeah, the the thing is, it it's it's shocking to watch, and because you know it's all practical, there's something mm-hmm. even more creepy about it because everything's got the right texture to it to to be real. And you know, sometimes CGI can be extremely obvious, but when it's all practical, that can be so off putting. Mm. Actually, I will like actually, yeah, go on then. I'll tell you a film. I have a horror film that actually I physically still can't watch to this day because it terrifies the living hell out of me. It's called The Grudge. Oh, and it's no, a Japanese-American yeah. film that is from the Japanese film The Grudge. Um, and they kept... So basically, it's purely because of my love for Jap- Japan, um, Japan history and then horror. So they've been kind of mashed together here just because of Japanese backgrounds and horrors and what they believe in and their spirituality and everything. And then this film... When I first watched it as a child, and I'm telling you I watched it as a child, I probably shouldn't have. (laughs) Oh, no. It was absolutely terrifying. And it's only because on my way up to bed, I had to walk underneath the attic door. Oh. And my (laughs) mum, she used, there's a noise that um, the lady makes in it because she, the way she was killed, she has this like croaky sound of her voice. Not a voice, but the way she, she does this like sound. And my mum used to do it just to make sure I'd go to sleep. But it, it just terrified me. Like, so in cool. a way, it's kind of scarred me. And I still can't watch it. And an interesting thing is they just released a, uh, uh, a Netflix series which was actually based off of it. Because oh. I'm pretty sure it was a real story. Because when I ended up, when our series came out, I was like, no way is this anything to do with the film and it turned out it was and then I read into it and it actually is kind of based off a real thing that happened in Tokyo so then I was like crapping myself more (laughs) and it's just it's one of these things it's just it's just such a freaky 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 film yeah it's really uncomfortable (laughs) I've not seen the grudge because I mean I'm 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 so scared of jump scares, but I remember, I do remember vividly when I was at secondary school, I think I was about 14 or 15. One of my best friends, she comes in, sits next to me. I've never seen her so pale before. And I'm like, what happened to you then? And she said she'd watched the grudge. And so I was like, okay, guess I'm not seeing that film ever. Cause you can actually handle horror films. So That's it. it's uh, called yeah. Juan origins, which is J U dash on origins and it's on netflix if you want to watch it and it's literally the series of the grudge like it's a series of it and it's just freaky like and also the film's great because they kept the original japanese director although they made it an american film because he wanted it to be as freaky as hell he was very like playing on that there's a whole interview about it why they kept him interesting yeah well i mm-hmm. mean it's it's clearly captured you know an audience because people have demanded a whole series out of it that's mm. an incredible film well yeah no i i don't tend to um 
focus too much on on the jump scare ones the the sort of horrors that get me sometimes are those like like what you said the the more real life based ones like um mm. i remember seeing the 2007 movie zodiac and uh, oh, i don't yeah. know if you've seen that but like the basement <laughs> scene in that film is uh, is a masterclass of cinema right oh yeah like you oh, just you can't like get a bit more unusual than it it's just a bit i don't know I don't like in, enclosed spaces and I think basements are the worst because they are very enclosed because mm. there's kind of one entrance and it's the same entrance as the exit. Yeah. And, and Unless you're lucky and it has a window. Yeah. Have you seen Buried? No, I've heard of it. Wait, is it the guy who he literally gets buried alive? Yeah, yeah. So it's and so he's losing his oxygen and he's got a phone and a light and he doesn't know how he got there exactly that's the film so yeah um, okay i was just making sure it's the one i've seen yeah it's a it's a ryan reynolds movie so i showed that to mm. my dad my dad hated the film so much i thought it was okay but yeah mm. it's it's so claustrophobic because the in that film you just never leave the coffin and 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 you, yeah it's just something about tight spaces in films i'm trying to think of like other films that have got like that really claustrophobic feeling because um got... another one would be um i haven't watched it but i I'm going to have a guess, and I reckon it would be the same, is this film called The Platform. Okay, I've never even heard of that. It's meant to be like, it's a Netflix film, um, but apparently it's meant to be quite claustrophobic. You're actually recommended not to watch it if you are, can, if you are claustrophobic. Just be, uh, I don't know, I literally don't know anything about it other than the fact there's just two men and it's a platform and it must be some sort of like game film where they've oh, got to try and get out of there. One of those like saw films, they woke up, don't know how they got there, got to do some crazy stuff to get out. <laughs> yeah, and they've got like this, um, the platform in the middle that's like covered in um, what looks like food and, and like, all this mm. stuff. And yeah, it looks like they're in a room and you, you're sort of enclosed in and that you have to be on the platform for a certain amount of time and then you can go back to being just in the rest of the room. Literally. Um, yeah, that looks quite intense but there's something yeah really admirable about a film being made with just two characters in a small space like that and, and making it so intense and yeah you, what you're not really meant to watch it if you've got claustrophobia yeah i can i can see why mm. in, in the images so uh, my, my search history is now going to be completely filled with nothing but pure horror films now so thank you emma um that's okay <laughs> i've done so well to avoid them for so long oh well, um, well you've got as a film student i feel also halloween is a great time of the year to expose yourself to horrors in a safe space true because everyone else is doing it and everyone else is getting scared for the first time as well yeah i just i can't yeah handle it. So everyone's doing it at some on. point yeah <laughs> I, I definitely need to to finally commit if, if you had to recommend let's before we move on to another another area but we'll finish on this part with films if you mm-hmm. had to um recommend that on the 31st someone watched one horror film it could only be one horror and they've never really cared about horrors before someone like me um what one film would you recommend to someone to watch what like if it was like their first time or something yeah if it's like a first timer for horror like me oh um i probably wouldn't i'm joking because all the films (laughs) i'm into are pretty pretty scary um i think i'd say go classic and maybe go i don't know some of them could be quite silly like reanimator is really good but it's quite it's a bit weird what's Uh, reanimator about i haven't even heard of that um bit of a frankenstein sort of um film and i can't remember what he actually reanimates i think he reanimates himself and it's it's just a a bit weird yeah (laughs) yeah it's an 80s film this is the thing all the films i watch are 80s um actually good classic go for carrie okay carrie stephen king adaptation isn't it Mm -hmm. watch that yeah, I've heard very good things about that. That's a 70s one. We're going even further into the past. Oh, God. Maybe I'll go a bit forward. Um, no, that's a, that's a good shout. That's a, I mean, uh, if you want to go, if you, yeah, I would say if you're going to start with a horror, start with a classic first. Don't watch any of these silly ones that have come out, like The Conjuring or something. You're not watching horror. <laughs> you're watching <laughs> a jump scare. Yeah, so go back and watch Carrie. That's uh, Emma's lock of the week. So uh, if, you, if you're <laughs> if you're new to horror and it's uh, Halloween time, I might 
because I haven't watched Carrie all the way through. I've watched some of it, but uh, I, yeah. I do need to commit to watching the whole. Oh, it's a bit gory. If you're not into blood, don't watch it. <laughs> oh no, I've heard about the ending. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. don't watch it. Um, everyone knows the ending. Just don't watch it though. If you're not into horror, um, I don't want to trigger anyone by accident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually I... find out this is their fear. <laughs> Yeah, so mm. I feel like warnings come with all of these movie recommendations uh, from me and, mm. and, and, and Emma. But th- yeah, that's a fascinating chat about films. I feel like we could chat just films forever. But, um, you know, we wanted to also talk a bit about the history, obviously, of Halloween as well and go into um, where it all came from. But before we do so, Emma, we're going to do your poem. So, oh, um, I think you're ready. It's, well, I can waffle until you've got it ready for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as, as you know, every week on the My Generation podcast, we have uh, weekly features. We're just going to be doing the one for today uh, as it's a Halloween special. Wanted to try and keep just on the topic, have a bit more of a free form discussion like, you know, we used to in the olden days of the podcast. So we didn't have the, the weekly features. But don't worry, Sammy, Harry, Joe and Tom are all still doing their weekly features on the show. They'll just be... Um, restart again from next week but um you know usually we'd have emma featured uh, doing a recorded poem from her end as well uh, but today's a little bit special we've got one coming to us live haven't we emma yeah um yeah i'm a bit nervous about it because my last set of poems i have a very very um close to my heart and they're quite emotional so <laughs> Well, that's absolutely fine. Take your time with it. Um, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, there's there's no pressure at all, really. And just deciding which ones. I have three that I was gonna. This one's really long. Well, not really long. I'm being dramatic. There's <laughs> one that's long. A long. Okay, we'll do this one. It's called slightly. We haven't done this one, have we? You've done unlikely. Yeah, we've we done unlikely. Done. We haven't done slightly. So slightly. Okay. Slightly. It's Emma. This one I wrote because sometimes I hate writing. (laughs) Um, Okay, it goes like this. There's a part of me. No, no, past of me. That's too hard to swallow. The kind you couldn't easily wash down with the bottom of the barrel. Although, you try anyway. I'm only able to tell you what I know of it. About what I know of that adolescence. But I'm only slightly wanting to remember it all. Only slightly. I slightly remember we would get high at least once or twice, but I've been down ever since. You lacked so much emotion and I learnt from every moment and I'm only slightly praying for an atonement. The cigarette stains, I slightly wince at the thought of the pain. Where do you extinguish your cigarette butts on my forearm? Now they're just bleached memories in my skin. Only slightly visible to an origin of a sin. I slightly remember drinking with you. We'd be between that tipsy drunk phase and medicine by daughter was playing softly in the background. It's just medicine. Concoctions aside, seven comfort was our guide that night. You're in the southeast of England, but there's nothing comforting when you're laying, staring at the paisley mess that is your bedroom ceiling, feeling like a stranger looking through your own eyes. An old boy... Time flies when you're slightly sick of all the lies. I'm slightly sick of writing, as if I'm citing, recording, reciting, reminding every thought of you back into my life. That when we embrace, the pocket knife in your jacket pocket would deposit new memories into my torso, which would lay dormant. And in the heat of bliss, I swore I wouldn't love another. But I'm only slightly sick of writing. Only slightly. There we go. And that's only slightly. Well, no, it's <laughs> only slightly. slightly. Not only slightly, yeah. it's just slightly. Slightly, you just renamed a poem. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a new title now in the upcoming poetry collection. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I wrote that last year um, when I was just kind of getting sick of poetry and stuff because it used to be just my thing and then it became like, everyone knew about it so I then felt a bit of pressure to write more but it was weird because I was actually writing less it was weird I couldn't really describe it it was like the reverse I wanted to tell everyone but then I ended up not wanting to do it anymore (laughs) I still do but it's all like kind of my own stuff now I won't share it anymore yeah that, well that's nice i think to have a, a balance for you of you know the stuff that you keep really personal because it was always just mm. a hobby for you wasn't it and 
and making sure it still has that uh, fun angle to it. And, and it's nice to still have Emma producing, you know, poetry every week here on the show and, you know, in a, in a no pressure environment. <laughs> so <if laughs> Definitely Emma, not live yeah, in quote. <laughs> yeah, definitely not live for sure. We, we no, <laughs> Nothing about this show is live. This was recorded on the 19th of October. So who knows where you are right now? I hope it's safe wherever you're listening in the far off distant future of Halloween. But yeah, no, thank you, Emma, oh. for doing that. I mean, we, we always okay. have Emma doing uh, poems every single Thursday on the show. But obviously, you know, depending on if Emma's in the mood for him, because if the poetry is personal to her, it might not feature. So, I mean, That's I mean, fine. I imagine you've got so much back catalogue that is just for you, which is, uh, I think, something really beautiful about poetry. But yeah, no, thank you, Emma. So we're going to okay, right. move back over to our, uh, so our last topic, which mm-hmm. is about the, you know, the time has flown by. We've spoken mm. for like 40 minutes, which is crazy. Yeah, I know, it's nuts. Uh, so our final topic is really the history of Halloween. And, you know, as someone who, you know, I never really went trick-or-treating. Uh, the, the bobbing apples was, was about the extent and dressing up as, you know, a skeleton was about as far as Halloween went for me, mainly because of the nut allergy, to be honest. You know, it's, it's trick-or-treating is tough with allergies. But mm-hmm. so I never really got to know too much about the history of Halloween. But you wanted to talk about sort of where it all comes from. Um, yeah, I wanted to at least mention what I know about it because it's it is really hard to talk about. Like the amount of people I've explained it to, and I'm I still learn new things all the time. But I actually got my mum actually bought me a trick a book this birthday actually, which is the history of Halloween. So it was as if she knew I was getting ready uh. for this podcast. <laughs> um, but one of the first things it talks about in the book actually is. Halloween, like Valentine's Day, is still the most misunderstood festival that we celebrate. Like, no one, we all celebrate it, but no one really knows why we do. Hmm. And this lady that wrote this book starts talking about the fact that it's actually never been documented why Halloween became what it is today. And there is a massive um, split between it because there's the ancient side of halloween and or ancient right we're talking quite a few thousand thousands we're talking a while ago anyway in human history (laughs) i'm trying to like make it relative like to when it was happening but um yeah in human history uh when it it started kind of as like a uh we had a pagan new year or there was the christian um commemorance of the dead so there's kind of like the two sides, not the really two sides of religion, but um, we had some, yeah, it started off as a religious holiday, but then kind of got lost in the mix. The more bigger it got and the amount of times it's been rewritten. But the original name for Halloween, from what I gathered, is Sewin, which okay. is, it's hard to say, but it's basically, there's, there's, then we don't really know the na- the meaning behind the word sewing, um, but there is either it's the three day festival of the new year, or there was another one which sorry I've got my little notes in front of me. There's like two meanings for it. Um, there's another one which actually is he's a Celtic deity. He was also known as Balsab, which is Bow for Lord and Sab for Death. So he was Lord of Death. So there is two meanings, and Sowin is spelled S A M H A I N, but it's Sowin. Interesting. You see, I th- always thought that my uh, lack of knowledge to do with uh, Halloween was just, you know, my own ignorance and that the, the information was readily available. But it's, you know, it's, you know, everyone's sort of got, I guess, a little bit of a different opinion or reason or story for where it came from. Mm. Well, the first recorded, um, so to speak, at the time would have been called nonsense, but still somehow made its way into British libraries, was by a guy called Charles Valancey. And back in 1762, he was one of the first people to actually start documenting what Halloween was. so he was sent to Ireland on a surveying mission, um, but he he was a British military engineer, but he also was a historian and a linguist. So you say I'm linguists? Yep. 
Yeah, so he was actually sent there on like a little mission, but then ended up finding out about pagan and Celtic um, like festivals, which was like, uh, as well as that, it was a harvest. Basically, the pagan festival, which started on the 31st of October, would be like a day of recognising that the summer came to an end and the winter was now starting, which is also where the nights kind of got cold and it was end of one harvest and start of a new harvest, which was also, so you had the difference between the light and the dark, the heat and the cold. The heat was keeping people alive back then and the colds there was more deaths and then there was different types of harvests that you saw but there was also less of a harvest in the winter so there was all these like comparisons and that's why they considered it their new year oh interesting yeah Yeah. so but there's also the christian side of it which is their um little celebration of the dead a bit like the brazilian um, yeah, is it Brazil? No, is it South American Day of the Dead festival that they have? Oh, is it? Is Day of the Dead? I thought that was. Um, I, I mean, I saw the film Coco. So, is it? Is it like a Mexican tradition? Yeah. So, Day of the Dead. I'm not sure how they celebrate, but I think they celebrate. It's like a. It's like a funeral party. Mm. Um, it's very similar to that with Halloween in this Christian sort of celebration. Um, but there was a lot of it's kind of weird because there's if you talk to Christians like that I know that are Christians and they you ask them about Halloween, they say it was the devil's birthday, but the actual history behind it is actually it was kind of um getting ready for the dead sort of thing, so there was like this whole theory that the thirty first of October the there's like a shield or something between the living and the dead was thin, was thinner. So the dead could walk the earth. Mm. It sounds really silly, but it's a bit like that. Um, George, George Romeo film. That is night of the living dead. Oh yeah. I think it's George R. Romeo, Romeo film. And he's like the, basically like the king of zombies pretty much. Um, Let's find out. <laughs> So you quickly look in. George A. Rome, Rome, Romero? Romero. Yeah, Romeo or something. I just we are going to get butchered by anyone who knows this film <laughs> like really well. I think. He's pretty much the king of zombie films or zombie stories, if you want to be that way, is what he's... It's what he's labelled as on Reddit anyway, so don't quote me, okay? Like, I ain't getting this from some references books here. <laughs> like, I'm literally going to get absolutely slaughtered in the comment section. They'd be like, oh, king of zombie films. Oh, scoffs. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the Christian celebration was about that and it was getting prepared for it. But there's all these like rituals that they did. And this is where it gets a bit confusing because it's hard to know if it was the pagan celebrations or the Christian celebrations because one kind of accepted it, but one didn't. So I think that's where all of it's hard. This is what I'm saying. It's it's hard because even I'm getting confused now, but I do know it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there was all like the, there's like these rituals where they would, light bonfires and they would burn animals and sacrificing and also wear animal heads and mm. i don't know if it was to warn off or one to accept pretty much but the christian belief was to commemorate the dead so that was what it was back then but there's also all these other things i've heard over the years like what my dad has told me about things um he said that like before it was pumpkins it was actually just like anything like turnips and all sorts that you'd put in the doorways which was actually like a uh, protection thing to stop um any dead coming into your home and all of this Mm. and there's all these things like why we like candles and stuff and it's interesting because like the pumpkins like meant to be like the prime image it's the first thing i think of when i think halloween but Mm. it's not always been there since the start no, pumpkins 
were back then probably like quite hard to harvest actually because they take so long to grow you have to sow them in like march so they the only reason because I've, I've planted pumpkins before they've not been successful but in <laughs> theory you can just fertilize the soil anyway but yeah you've got to plant them quite early and sometimes they don't always survive like mine didn't so you've got you have the right conditions for them but I don't know. Uh, so there was that Christians group. So I'm just reading some of my notes that I wrote down and this little book. So I wrote, I've wrote little notes next to some things that are important to mention. Uh, it's, it's like in the Her in Translation episode, Emma has enough notes to publish a, a thesis alongside each podcast. So <laughs> we, might have, we might have to start doing My Generation podcast. Uh, we have to do a shop and in the shop we'll, you know, sell... Um, uh, Emma's Halloween thesis, which you, you know, <laughs> let, let me know in the comments if you want to see that. <laughs> oh god, no, please, I'm alright. I've got enough to do at work already. Don't need to write. <laughs> don't need to write more. And I also just finished two theses, my masters and my degrees. So I don't need any more work. Thank you very much. I I don't um, envy you in the slightest. Yeah, you're still going, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in third year of uni, and the idea of me writing an essay is uh, enough to generate horror in the, the eyes of my lecturers so it's uh we're, we're all still there maybe i'll do um, a podcast about university life and uh, all that once i'm once i'm out because we're so near the end it's kind of crazy to me like um i started this podcast when i was fairly you know fresh-faced halfway mm. through second year uh, and and now actually wait no it wouldn't have been it would have been god it would have been as i finished my first year yeah, i was about to say the first year oh no i'm old <laughs> Emma, you've just reminded me of my own mortality, which I, I guess makes had... sense in the context of Halloween. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, I would say that's probably the best I can say about the history of it. I mean, I would actually not to shine over what you normally say, Max. But if there is any other thing else that you guys have heard about, your maybe your parents have told you about like things that you do and why you do them like dressing up and stuff apparently that was to scare off demons as it scares them off or scares off the living if there's anything like you guys have been told i would actually really like to see it in the comments because i find it really interesting what other people have heard because in my head that's still a documentation of history because it could all be true at the end of the day that's what i like about a misunderstood celebration because you can't go wrong Although I do get really angry when people say the American side eggs, they did not. <laughs> <You're doing laughs> they commercialized it. Uh, <laughs> they commercialized yeah. it. They did not start it. <laughs> it was I, actually... I'm going to distance myself between Emma's battle with the entirety of America, but um, yeah. <laughs> okay. who knows? No. Well, no, seriously, they, that's that is one thing I know for sure. Purely because it was a Celtic thing oh, that started. I see. And at the time, America, I don't think, was a thing. I don't know if we had done Christopher Columbus yet. <laughs> I don't know if he had done any of that stuff where he you went over it there like yet. it's part of a series. Like, I don't know if that happened in episode 20 or, like, episode 40. I don't know what part of... When did Christopher Columbus like, happen? Let's type that yeah, in and see what we get. Literally, what year was that? When did Christopher... When no, did he Christmas. discover America? Columbus. Find America. <laughs> Not Christmas, Columbus. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of when our first Queen Elizabeth was reigning. 1492. Yeah, maybe Christopher Columbus had him just found America. But maybe he was just he just took the whole of Halloween with him. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a Native American <laughs> celebration. Do you know it could be? But that's just one thing I will argue is that I don't seriously don't believe it was American. It didn't start in America. I I've never heard of it anywhere. I just know that they commercialized it. Conspiracies start now. Literally. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um that's pretty much what I can say on it. But the I like that's what I like about it. It is a bit of um an opinion it's not opinionated, but it is really interesting discussion yeah. the history of Halloween. Well, it's not as clear cut as uh, as most other holidays, which you can sort of mm -mm. boil down to like uh, its exact origins, which makes it far more fascinating. And 
yeah i mean you've only managed to take on the entirety of america we're doing this one so that's relatively subtle by <laughs> by how it, how intense it sounds you know the the different versions of its you know origins and how you know how clearly it's it's changed so much especially with like pumpkins not being a, one mm. of the first parts i imagine that would have been the first part but clearly not wow well emma that's, uh, that, that kind of starts to conclude this week's episode of the show thank you so much Lovely. for coming back on that's okay i enjoyed it i had fun talking about something that i really enjoy yeah and uh, i do want to hear everyone else's like yeah. what they know about it please let us know in the comments below we would love to feature emma's comments uh and and get you commenting with her down there and well wherever you're listening if it's youtube soundcloud or spotify because emma really wants to know what you mm-hmm. think uh about you know the origins of halloween or maybe like your halloween film i uh, want to definitely get a conversation started down there so please do let us know thank you so much emma i mean you're probably going to okay. be um whilst this podcast is going out you know getting ready to do spooky things like pumpkins and, and watching re-watching all the old films that you've been mm-hmm. watching every single year so that's a uh, very exciting times but thank you so much for coming on the show that's right i've enjoyed it lovely stuff great to have you back on and don't forget you'll be able to hear emma every single week with some of her poetry readings that are coming up on the podcast very very soon which is a great stuff so uh, emma's voice will not be going away for next week or 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 the future of the show so do keep on listening to hear more of emma's great work thank you so much for listening everyone i've been max i've been your host for today this is the my generation podcast do subscribe on youtube and soundcloud and spotify to tune in every single thursday at six to hear a brand new episode and uh, it is a good Bye from Emma. Oh, well, not forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that, that cringy joke's going to have to stay in. We had a few cringy ones beforehand that we were luckily (laughs) able to avoid making it to air, but. Oh, you thought you got me. (laughs) I made it all the way to the last comment of the show. I thought I was, I thought I was safe, Emma. No, never are with me. Well, the true horror is Emma's uh, Emma's jokes here on the My Generation podcast. But thanks all so much for listening, everyone. Yeah, that's what should be the new feature is actually Emma's cringy joke of the week. What did Emma say this week that made everyone scoff? <laughs> listenership drops to zero percent I, I, I look forward to the day that's amazing well uh, yeah if you if you want to hear that just let us know in the comments and uh because you know if there's demand for it i, I will bring the people what they want so you know i can't i can't deny <laughs> that i no, i can't <laughs> <laughs> all right but we can maybe well. make that imagination a reality in the comments below so i can't wait to chat with you down there thank you so much for listening everyone we'll shoot it with you next week for the next episode of the My Generation podcast.